But the truth is, you know, when we carry the Holy Spirit, we carry part of the of the gift of prophecy. So like you said, you may be sitting at a light and something inside you says, mm, take a left right here. It either imparts or you hear it. That's part of that, you know, connecting you with who you were created to be and where your path is, your destiny path that God created for you is. Stay tuned to hear Erica speak on how to find your fearless purpose. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and here we discover the true meaning of joy and learn that it's not just a feeling, it's faith. Jesus says in the Gospel of John chapter 15 that we can be filled with the only joy that will complete us simply by abiding in the Father's love and doing His will. This season, we will explore finding joy by walking with God in our everyday lives. Stay with us and hear other stories as they too have walked this path of discovery. This season is all about relying on God in your everyday life, and that includes the workplace. God has a purpose for us at home and at work. And today begins a multi-episode series on finding your God-given purpose at work. Today, we talk to Erica James. She's a TV show host and author who helps viewers understand and implement their purpose and build something extraordinary that positively impacts the world. She loves helping people, but her passion for connecting shines through her love of building communities for leaders to come together to celebrate and grow their success. Here's Erica. Hi, Erica James. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. You are a speaker and a trainer and a talk show host, and you've got a really interesting way of connecting with, I think, your guests and also with the people who work with you. And I would love to talk to you a little bit today about finding opportunity and what God has for us. But you know what, before we get into that, let's get to know you a little bit better. Tell me about yourself and your faith walk. Oh, yes. So I uh, grew up out in Seattle, Washington. I live in Raleigh, North Carolina now, and grew up out there where uh, my parents, they were sometime churchgoers. You know, it wasn't like we went every Sunday, Uh, but I always had this hunger for God in me. And I remember as soon as I could drive, I would take myself to church, to choir, practice, all of that stuff. And I was, and and really pivotal. I gave my life to the Lord. I want to say I was about eight years old, but it wasn't until I was 17 on the verge of leaving for college that I really started to dig in and ask God some really key questions. And one of those questions was, God, will you reveal yourself to me, the truth about who you are? And Jesus, will you show me who you are, you know, different from any other religion? I want to know who you are. And little did I know 
that was going to send me on a journey of God doing just that. So yeah, so it's been quite a journey. And then uh, grew up in an entrepreneurial family. And so the bug of entrepreneurship bit me early. And so I've always been a business owner, just excited to build business. And then God called me into ministry, which I wanted to run from kicking and screaming. But now (laughs) I get to blend them both uh, seamlessly. So I'm really excited. So I must say that that's a bold question for a 17, 18 year old to ask, right? It was, but I was tired of church, you know, of church as usual. I was like, why are the people coming sick and leaving sick? And why are they coming angry and leaving angry? And I just knew there had to be more. Mm, I love that so much. A lot of what we talk about on the show is, is seeking that deeper relationship. Yeah. Not religion necessarily, but relationship right. with Christ, Christ and understanding that there's a hole, there's something missing and you can't fill it with anything else but him. Come on. And, the, <laughs> and people try so bad. I mean, we would solve like every world problem. I think if we just filled that void in us, you know, that we're searching in the world and whew, so I love that. It gives me chills. Oh my goodness. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now you do something that I that we talked about earlier that I think is so interesting prophetic strategy and I think that it was going to go along perfectly in this conversation about being open to all the opportunities that he has for us I mean literally I'm talking about being in the car and hearing him say you need to go here and being open I mean that has happened to me so tell me a little bit about prophetic strategy Yes. So uh, fascinating enough, I've, I've had the gift of the prophetic, really being able to hear the voice of God, tune into his heart as long as I could remember. But I always kept it to my friends or, you know, on the ministry side of what I do and was challenged uh, by a colleague about, I think it was about five years ago now. And she invited me to a prophetic roundtable of business people. So that I thought I was going to a gathering where everybody was prophetic. So I'm driving from Raleigh to Durham, like, oh, I'm going to be so excited to sit around and hear prophetic people. And about three years prior to that, God told me that he was going to open up um, people's books of life to me. What does that mean? Yeah. So in Psalms 139, it talks about we have a book of life and it's like God created each of us with an instruction book, Mm. but most of us can't access it. It has, you know, literally your heavenly blueprint, as I call it in it. And he told me he was going to open that up to me. And I was like, what? I didn't even know they existed. I was like, "What, what are you talking about? Had to go to scripture and be like, okay, this is real. There's for real, like, you know, books of life. And, uh, but nothing had happened. And I remember on the, being on the prayer team at church one Sunday, and I physically saw in the spirit over a woman's head, it was like a book. And I was like, mm. God, what was that? He's like, it's opened up. And I don't know what my process was to get there. I've done a ton of heart work, lots of, you know, soul cleansing and all that stuff. But for whatever reason of it, God has given me access to people's books of life. And so really being able to um, go to that level of the prophetic to help people understand who did God create you to be? Mm-hmm. And then what did he call you to build in his kingdom? I call it your kingdom assignment. And so really started to bring that out when that friend challenged me. And little did I know when I showed up to that gathering, I was one of the two prophets that people were coming to listen to. There were just of two of you. There were two of us. And there's about 25 business people. And I, and it was the strangest thing. And she called me on the way. She says, Erica, are you, are you I was going to be about 10 minutes late that day because a meeting ran over and she called me after it started and said, you know, how close are you? And I was clueless. Like God completely blocked me as a prophet. 
and get there. She puts a chair in front of us and says, who's going to go first? And in that moment, I realized all 20 something of those business people showed up to receive a word from me. And I had never tested the gift. I knew I had the prophetic, but up to that point, it was kind of random. You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, I have a word for this person. I have a word for that person. But I had prayed and asked God, will you open those books up for anybody who you put before me? Because all of your children have that instruction book. And that day, it's like the, the floodgates opened. And uh, so I really utilized the prophetic part and then pairing it with strategy because most people are not on that path. For whatever reason, our past, overcoming agreements that we've made with, with um, you know, darkness, whatever it is, fear, it stops us. And so what's the process of getting where you are to where you need to be? There needs to be a plan and a strategy. So it's not just the prophetic to edify, but I utilize that gift to really say, this is where God intends you to be at this point in your life. How can we create a plan for you to get there? And then my big, big thing, and then how to build what you're called to build. So that's what the prophetic and the strategist part is coming together. The Positively Joy podcast is a member of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app. You know, it's pledge season on some public radio networks. We don't do that here, but we can't exist without your support. Join my friend SP in becoming a Patreon monthly giver. You can give as little as $5 and receive some great benefits. Go to PositivelyJoy.com and click support. So when you were there, you and the one other person, you know, obviously you believe in the gift God has given you. So it came forth. But these are this is a room of people who you don't know. And I am assuming when you're on the prayer team, someone comes up random, you don't know that person. Yeah. So how does that work? Did the person raise their hand and say, hey, I'm having some pr- struggles with something and I need a word? How how did that work on that day in particular, since it was brand new? Well, what was fascinating on that day, it was business people coming to plug in and understand what God had for them in particular. So they didn't have questions. They were just like, here, sit in the chair and prophets receive, you know, whatever God has for us. And I was, I mean, I just remember it, was, it took about 10 seconds and I said, God, it would be really great if you showed up in your prophetic in this moment. Yeah, And it was probably the longest eight to 10 seconds of my life. And it just started pouring forth. And so my question, I always go to God, if somebody doesn't have a question that they want to know, um, who are they in your kingdom? Mm. What is their position in your, you know, in your fivefold government in the earth? Who are they and what were they called to build? And so it will either come as an internal audible word. He shows me visions. Um, I also see people's like, he'll show me like slideshows of, of the past stuff where they may have gotten stuck. So all kinds of wonderful stuff comes. And then I just, you know, let it rip because when people show up, they're, they're typically ready. And not everybody is, but they showed up that day ready. Let me tell you. Wow. <laughs> Woo! So you yeah. said earlier that this wasn't something that you shared with everybody in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, when people are feeling this in their spirit and not everybody has the gift of the prophetic, but I think everybody can tap in more to the opportunity that God gives them to be open, to be open to the spirit and to be open to any opportunity he gives you that throughout the day. But it's hard to talk about, isn't it? Because people think you're crazy. 
<laughs> well, it's fascinating how many Christians do not believe in the prophetic or they've never experienced a right now rainbow word. That's their word. It's really fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. A lot more of the more conservative um, religions, they're just like, what? Uh, I am so done thinking I'm crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm so done. Yeah. I turned 50 and I really just don't care anymore. Like, this is the gift God gave me and it will change your life and change your business or change your ministry and organization. And if I can be somehow help you bridge that gap between where you are and who you were called to be, boy, you know, that's, that's just it for me and helping you tap into your purpose. So, uh, people will like, I do these Eagle round table. Uh, I used to do them live, but of course had to go to zoom. And so people will just show up from anywhere. Um, literally around the world. And then a friend will tell a friend because they were on the last one. And without fail, God shows up. And it's just really amazing. So even if they were like questioning or, I mean, all you have to do is know it's a word for you, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's of the Holy Spirit. But the truth is, you know, when we carry the Holy Spirit, we carry part of the of the gift of prophecy. So like you said, you may be sitting at a light and something inside you says, "Mm, take a left right here. It either imparts or you hear it. That's part of that, you know, connecting you with who you were created to be and where your path is, your destiny path that God created for you is. And then there's the office of a prophet. And those are two very different things. But yeah, so walking in the office of a prophet, we all have access through the Holy Spirit to some of the gifts of the prophetic. Thank you for that. And it's scary what you just said, because, and I imagine that some of the leaders who come to you may hear from you or hear from God through you. And they say, that sounds great, but I just can't do that. And and they suffer from imposter syndrome because that is something that I definitely have suffered from. I was just teaching on that this morning. It's important. And so, so how do you break through with the people that you work with? So first is understanding what imposter syndrome is and where it comes from. So what happens when you are building for God and you know this event is he's always expanding your territory Mm -hmm. and something comes in when we don't quite understand that we have been ordained, we have been equipped, we have been prepared, and it is our time for the opportunity. And when we feel somehow like we're stuck still in our past or there's still some inadequacy or I'm not good enough or can I do this? Because we're still getting our identity from our past experience instead of directly from God. This thing that we have labeled imposter syndrome comes up. But really the truth is that if you look back on your life and tell the truth about everything you've been through, you are so ready, but God is always expanding our territory. And just because you have not been there before mm-hmm. does not mean that you don't belong. And that is so key to understand because when God expands your territory, you haven't stepped in that territory yet, but he said that you're fully equipped. You are fully ordained. It is your land to take. And when you get that with all of your being, imposter syndrome disappears And the Mm -hmm. fear begins to dissipate and stop holding you back from taking the territory because territory is always new when he's expanding you. It's just part of the deal. And so, yeah, stepping forward into that territory, just knowing I belong here and I'm ordained to be here and you all get to shift. (laughs) Isn't it interesting? And I'm wondering if some of your clients have experienced this. You say there's discomfort. There's discomfort in saying yes and amen to the Lord. Is there not? (laughs) There is definitely discomfort and we do all kinds of things to sabotage that uh, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of us, uh, we we don't necessarily trust that 
what God has for us is better. And so a lot of times, at least me, I was holding on to the crumbs because the crumbs were familiar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I know crumbs. I can do that. I can, I can tape it together, make me a cute little cookie, knowing God has a whole smorgasbord. And I remember struggling with that. And I was like, Lord, I still, there's something in me resisting or hesitating. And he was even showing me things prophetically. And I was like, whoa, that's a lot, God, slow down. And uh, he finally <laughs> said, he finally said to me that, the only thing standing between you and opening up to everything I have for you is realizing that what I have for you is better than what's in your hand. If you will let go of what's in your hand, if you're die to your old self, I'll take you to places, as we know, beyond where you can think or even imagine. And knowing that and just like, you know what, I trust you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I call it being like feeling like you're just flapping in the wind in the, you know, with no clothes on in the park, but God's got you. And once you're solid in that, and you may need to baby step your way, uh, but man, every time he's got you and you are ready, equipped, prepared, and ordained, period. Mm. Thank you so much for saying that. And I think you're right. I think for a lot of people, it's it's baby steps. Because it's not that we don't trust him or think that he has a great plan. It's a question of, can am I? Can I do it? And to be mm. honest, we don't need to ask that. We don't need to, to really ask that question because he will equip us. And we know this. And, so and he we moves know us, this. Yeah. And he moves us out of the possible to the impossible. Mm-hmm. Because if it was possible, we wouldn't need God, right? Absolutely. So the things he's called us to do is you're looking at the courses and the speaking and, and what am I doing with the team? God is impossible. I can't see it. It's beyond my realm of possibility. And he says, you got it because that's where I do my best work. And just say, God, I believe you for the impossible. Yes, yes. And it gives them permission to move. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. I just thank you for encouraging. I just, I really want to, everyone that's listening, I just want people to really listen to that and be encouraged by all of that. And I am listening to that too. And I am being encouraged by that because I think that we can say that, Lord, I love you and I know you love me and you have everything for me, but I am just, I'm not the right person. Are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> you sure? Why me, Lord? My thing is, why not you? Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, that's so true. That is so true. <laughs> now, you know, we're all about joy on the show and his his assignment to me, and it's been reinforced over these seasons, is that he wants people to understand exactly what his joy is. And it's not happiness. I was talking to someone the other night and we were talking about the fact that happiness is circumstantial. And I was like, yes, yes, you have it. You have got that, right? Um, So, but you have an interesting kind of outlook on something. What are the challenges of having a joy mantle? Tell us about it. I really thought about that when that question came up, like, what's the question? No one's ever asked me. I wish they would. So years ago, another master prophet said, Erica, the Lord is going to open up a joy mantle and an apostolic mantle in you. And I didn't know what either. I didn't even know what a mantle was, but understanding that it's a new level, you know, a cloak. It's not just we have joy in the Holy Spirit. It's like an extra measure of it. And so that's exactly what began to happen. So you you mean like a joy mantle, like putting on? Yeah. Like you already have joy in the spirit, right? Through the fruit of the spirit. And then. God was going to give me an extra measure mm. and, it's, and a mantle is weighty, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's a, it's an amazing thing. It's part of your assignment. And uh, once I had the language for it, uh, it was wonderful, right? For me, cause I was always in joy. The challenge was when I was going through, no one recognized it. Mm. 
because in the midst, because you're not looking with your natural eyes, you're not, it's not happiness, it's not circumstantial. So when this mantle was opened up in my life, I was a deeply, you know, struggling single mother trying to build a ministry, trying to build a business. And then my daughter decides at the age of four, she wants to be an actress. And I was like, okay, wait, I'm working on my dream. Now I got to figure out how to work on yours. And it was just a lot. And I remember just feeling overwhelmed and, but I always had this joy. And I, and I used to say, it's almost, I have to communicate because even my mother can't recognize what I'm going through because of the joy. And so with the joy mantle for me has come the ability to still speak up because you can, I can have joy, but I'm still maybe processing something may come up and really being able to do the work and having it be something that it's not covering anything. Mm -hmm. So do I've done it. My sister always jokes. She's like, you've done more self-work than anybody I know, but I want it to be like a pure joy vessel. And at that time it was, I mean, it was deep. Some hard stuff was happening in my life. And um, nobody knew. I, everybody was still coming to receive, and mm-hmm. nobody knew. I'm like, oh. And at that time, my voice wasn't developed. I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a challenge. I remember thinking, this joy mantle is no joke because even my mom doesn't, she can't look at me and recognize I'm going through wow. that person who knows me better than anyone else. So that has been the challenge. But the challenge, rising over the challenge, has been having a voice and speaking up when I need help and, and you know, in the midst of joy. People assume you're fine, you're good, you're happy, and everything's okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, whether we're talking about really anyone in ministry or, or in business or really anything, you know, there is a time where we can burn out. And how do we, how do we fill ourselves, I guess, basically? Now, you were just talking about, you know, having the joy mantle and people not recognizing that you still, you, you had a lot going on with you. So how <laughs> How do we, some, and sometimes they don't, sometimes people can't help us. So how do we help ourselves? How do we fill ourselves when we are approaching burnout or really whatever we're doing? But for me and for, mm. I think people listening to the show, it might be uh, either ministry or any kind of service. Yeah. Or even business. When you, when you have a God called business, it's yeah. just, woo, it's a lot. Uh, and God tends to expect more than us, you know, more from us than mm-hmm. he does those who don't know him. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I do a lot of meditation where I, I have to stay tapped in. It's like, that's my energy source. And I'm doing all this really as an introvert who gets my energy in quiet time. Mm-hmm. And when I don't get that time, Yvette, it's a challenge for me. So taking that quiet time, and I call it like getting my chiropractic readjustment, where I'm not just praying and asking God, but listening, you know, what do I need to know today? What do I need to work on? And the first question I ask every morning is, God, what do I need to do today to close the gap between who you created me to be and where I am right now? Mm. So God always gives me something to focus on. Um, So I'm not focusing on necessarily what I'm going through, but I've got a kingdom level focus because I know it's all going to work out. That I know that I know that I know with absolute certainty, no matter what it looks like. So having that you know, I call belief 100% certainty, truly believing in who God showed me I was, at least the bits and pieces, and then meditation. And then um, I journal a lot, you know, when I got to work through things, so I don't carry stuff. You just Uh, did a little bit of that. Yeah. It's like, going through something, something's heavy, something's going on. And then worship is, I mean, I'm a worshiper and Mm -hmm. I can holler and scream and I just got (laughs) to let that stuff go. And honestly, this is going to sound hokey of that, but I do my heart work every night to make sure that I'm not carrying any ought I've forgiven and I have gotten out anything 
that may, uh, you know, stand in the way between me and becoming who God created me to be. And I really do those things every day. And it keeps me plugged in because uh, the promise for my show came 31 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so keeping the faith and the discipline and the forward focus for 31 years of carrying something, I would have thought this would have started to happen in my 20s, not my 50s. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to become masterful at focusing on my kingdom assignment and not letting distractions get to me. And so that's the work that I do. You know, when I have more time, I do it, do it more. But every day I touch one of those things. Wow. So I know it sounds kind of hokey, but that is for real for me. Mm, no, no, not hokey at all. Okay. You have a signature uh, scripture that I think goes right in line with that. Do you not? I do. My favorite scripture in the word. I have it right now. Uh, John 14, 12. We all know it well, but verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me, the works that I do, you shall do also. And greater works than these shall you do because I go unto my father. Mm. And it just reminds me, but I'm not done until I can do what Jesus did. And then even greater works, like that's mind boggling. Greater works than Jesus did? Like really God, I'm going to multiply food one day? Why not? That's what the word says. And if I believe it, then I'm asking from that place. Mm-hmm. Not from where my circumstances, but I'm asking from that place. And when we ask from the place of the, the, the promise of God, it elevates us to that kingdom level. And you can begin to transcend the drama and the circumstances and the craziness that's happening in the world and swirling all around us. Mm, wow. Yeah. So let's talk about your books. You have three books, I believe, correct? I think I have six, but I- Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I've written so, and I'm working on some second edition that feels like I'm always writing. But yes, I, I have I've authored several books. Tell us about uh, either either the one that's coming out or the most recent one. So I wrote most of the books that I've written back in, believe it or not, it was 2006 to 2008. Mm. And, and the fascinating thing has been people are just now getting ready for it. So books I wrote back, I'm still getting royalties on. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so Beyond Fearless, How to Remove Every Hindrance from Your Life. That's what I'm looking at right now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> That came out of coaching, coaching a lot of Christian leaders and saying, wow, we're in bad shape. (laughs) If this is the leadership, what's the congregation or those who are following us doing? Yeah. And I was just crying out to the Lord. I said, Lord, we're missing something. We're missing something. And I don't want to help people create breakthrough around their issues. Is there a way we can be free from that stuff Mm -hmm. and being on the defensive in our lives and get on the offensive, clear all the stuff, clear the fear, clear the sickness, clear the lower self-esteems and all that stuff. And he began to pour out. And my primary gift gift is having ears that, that receive new revelation. And so it was new revelation in understanding the power of the heart. And you've got to do the heart work because your heart is a spiritual gateway mm-hmm. between the earthly realm and the heavenly realm. And, um, and that's how darkness gets in because Jesus broke the power of Satan, but he can still have access And then secondly, what gets in, how to get it out. So all the gunk and the trauma and the hurt. And so it deals with that good old deliverance, just taking authority over those things. But the problem is, how do we know what we're carrying? And the Lord began to reveal that every spirit, unclean or dark spirit, such as the spirit of fear, has a voice and appetite and it produces fruit. And that's true because they're all counterfeit versions of, you know, we know the Holy Spirit has a voice, it produces fruit, and it gives us an appetite for light. Mm -hmm. 
Well, the same is true for the counterfeits of the dark spirit. So God began to, I mean, he showed me all this. I knew nothing about it. He just downloaded it. I just wrote it. Mm -hmm. And that's what that book is about. It's the deep spiritual work to keep ourselves in our present and our future. So you become unoffendable and you can love people. You're free from them, but you can love them and do the work of ministry because we know people, it's hard. And um, so that's what that book's about. It's probably the deepest book I've written. Mm. And then the rest of them, you know, delve into the fear a little bit more, the, the revelation of the heart. But that one actually charts out the stronghold spirit and the fruit so we can recognize what we're dealing with. So we know how to get it out. So for example, if someone's manifesting procrastination, disorganization, double-mindedness, worry, stress, I know immediately somehow that spirit of fear got in. And based on the fruit, we can deal with it and and get you free from that. So that's what Beyond Fearless is all about. Wow. And you work with people. Tell us a little bit about that. If someone is interested in, in seeing what services you offer. Yes. So it's fascinating because I've moved out of the season of one on one Mm -hmm. because God built me really for the masses, which is why I had to transition into doing the show. And I spent years doing courses. So Mm -hmm. if you need help with that, let me know. I've done over 400 of them Mm -hmm. and have several online learning centers. So what I'm doing now is I'm um, gearing up to be able to reach the masses. And then when people need the process and the work, um, I train up people to work with them. And then also I've got uh, wonderful courses that walk us through personal development, spiritual development, visionary development, and then an organization when you're ready to build. And so now I'm reaching people who are in the memberships. That's where I really work deeply and um, not so much private coaching and sessions anymore. Occasionally I'll do live prophetic sessions. Um, But yeah, really working on um, getting the work out that God has just had me as a hidden master for years, and it's time to just get it out into the world. But people can get a hold of the work at erica-james.com, which is my website. Yeah. Great. And the next time you do a live uh, session, let us know, and we will let people know for sure. (gasps) I just did one this morning on, it was called The Genius Factor. Mm. It was, yeah, uncovering that God-giving genius inside of us. So I will definitely let you all know. Great, great. So uh, this has been wonderful. Really, really wonderful, by the way. Would love for you to um, to let us know if there's anything else that you'd like us to know. Oh, I want. I mean, one to... thing we didn't go into. I mean, and there's that time today, but maybe we'll have to have you back. I would love to know more about. Um, I mean, you know, being a single mom and going Ooh. through that. I mean, there's a lot. I'm sure you have to have out there for single mom. Let's do that. Let's have you back and talk about that. Ooh, just a single mama journey, huh? Yes, I would love to. Yeah, I don't get yeah. to talk about that much, so I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, but the thing I would want people to know today, it, it breaks my heart when I look at how many people grow weary, like you said, in the well-doing, and mm-hmm. we never get to our due season. We mm-hmm. never get to that season of more than enough, mm-hmm. getting on the offensive. And I just want to encourage the listeners who are listening to this to hold on. Do what you've got to do to get refreshed, rejuvenated. Keep your eyes on your vision, not the world, not people, and keep going. Because if you do not faint in due season, and most of us don't make it in due season, and due season is just on the other side of the miracle. So don't give up because God's got you and his promises do not return void. So hold on, be persistent, get refreshed, and keep walking this thing out even when it's hard. Amen. Amen. Erica, thank you so much for today. And thank you since we hadn't met in person. 
Ah, thank you for trusting me to be on your show. How wonderful. What wonderful work you're doing. Well, we're definitely going to have to meet uh, IRL, as they say, <laughs> someday. This is yes. great. This is good, but we're going to have to meet in real life. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Please leave us a review and a ranking wherever you are listening. Special thanks to music composer Morel Sanders and to editor Susan Marie. For more podcasts, go to thejam.online to listen to Journalists Advancing Ministry about journalists who have left media for the ministry. And go to Amazon.com to read Whispering in His Ear, my book of devotions that include life lessons, prayers, and journal writing, along with multimedia songs and spoken word. For Positively Joy t-shirts and other merch, go to PositivelyJoy.com and click shop. Shop.